0: Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. This is episode number 212. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back from Europe. I stopped in New York City to see Ricks, hopped over on a plane, went over to Madrid, a couple other cities in Spain,
1: and came back. All the chaos and all the anarchy that both Victor and I have experienced over the past couple of weeks that we have been off the air will be revealed in this very episode. It's something that you don't want to miss. So with that being said, episode number 212 of stream of thought we hope you enjoy
0: to recap i left la stopped in new york city and i saw you and i got to hang with you guys and father joe and nancy and daryl was there for four or five days and then hopped on a plane to Madrid, and then I was in Madrid for two days because I got there a day early, and the following day, my mom got there, and then the next morning, we took a train to Alicante, which is on the coast, beautiful coastal town, oh my gosh, I definitely want to go back there sometime in the future, super, super nice hotel right next to the beach, and just uh it's a touristy place so everything is within walking distance and they have this really cool boardwalk you'll have to i can send you some photos or you can just look at them up online it's kind of like the thing i guess that they're known for is like this crazy looking boardwalk that they have um next to the street which is cool and then after that that was like three nights and then we went to valencia we took a train north up to Valencia which is another town on the coast but the hotel wasn't on the beach this hotel was more inland and I was actually only there for I think it was three nights and by then I was just tired of being on vacation so I actually came back home a few days earlier than my mom did but also by the time she Yeah, by the time she went out to Madrid, I'd already been gone for, like, seven days from L.A. So, uh, yeah, two weeks for me, I'm definitely ready to come back home. That's what I felt when I was in Brazil, too. As amazing as it was in Brazil, hanging with my friends, after, like, ten days, I was like, eh, this is still fun. And by two weeks, I was like, yep, this is sad to leave, but I'm also really happy to be home.
1: So, yeah, I I was shocked that you, you texted me that, that you were just tired of vacation and wanted to get back home. The real question that I have, though, uh, did you skateboard? What was what was or sk- uh, roller skate? Did you do that while you were there?
0: No, I didn't. I only the only time I roller skated was when I was in New York City.
1: N- that was the only time. So basically, it was a way, it was a waste to bring like an entire extra bag of your roller skating equipment. My mind is a little bit um... it was
0: but also it was really cool I mean it wasn't because skating around Brooklyn was really cool I did that for a couple hours by myself but it was in the sense that I just wasn't well equipped in terms of my choice in uh I guess you can say luggage yeah I just had two backpacks it's like damn it Victor why didn't you think to get like a a rolly bag <laughs> because I showed you the skates took up half the space in yeah, my they did. one backpack. And as a result, I only brought like four, four shirts, four pairs of underwear, four or five pairs of socks and like three shorts. And so I was able to do laundry a couple times, which is fine. But the other thing that I found, I'll be honest, this this is going to take me back to seventh grade when I first learned this vocabulary word in uh, Mrs. Stackwiggins' class. Uh, the fact that hotels nowadays or I don't know, there were no irons in any of the rooms that I was in, and that irked me. <laughs> Do you recall that word, irk? love, I, I, lo- I, I love irk, yes. I was quite irked because you saw the hotel that I got in New York City, no iron. And then the hotel in Alicante, no iron. The hotel in Valencia, no iron. Maybe the hotel – my mom and sister stayed in a hotel when they went back to Madrid. After Valencia, they went back to Madrid, and they stayed in a hotel for like three or four days. I don't know if it had iron or not, but I was just like, what the – I thought – growing up, my memory of hotels there were always you know, the minibar and iron – and a safe in every hotel room. Yep. No iron. I was very upset.
1: I f- yeah. I, I, I would say – okay. So So here's the thing that I have, my own personal preference. You seem like somebody who likes to iron things, make them – I like to
0: iron. I like it super freaking crisp. I thought about getting my own can of starch.
1: I was going so to ask, you ha- yes. do you not have a can of starch that you normally use? That's the only reason why I would iron something is if I had that supplementary material to be able to, like, actually do it. That is a very
0: good decision on your part because it's – I don't know. It's almost like why do one without the other? You need both elements. I mean I can get away with ironing my shirt. But I can't wear it right away because it's still warm and I don't want it to wrinkle. But the reason I iron it is because I'm not going to wear it straight out of the dryer. I will look like a scrub. I don't know why. I don't know, like, I would only iron shirts if they were really messed up looking. But now I just feel a little more, uh, what's the word? Um, Not mature, but, uh, and it's not like connoisseur like it is with food. Um, shit. Uh, sophisticated. I'm feeling a little more sophisticated these days. And so I want my shoes to be clean. I want my belt to match my shoes, obviously. I need my clothes to be ironed. I need my collar to be folded over correctly if it doesn't have the little buttons. I need to look crisp. Okay. I need to look presentable. I'm taking it up a level.
1: So I I would agree with you when it comes to like, like shining your shoes. Like that's something that I've definitely lacked on uh, is I I really need to take better care of my shoes and matching belt and making sure the collar is crisp. The thing that I do, though, and this is kind of, I don't know, maybe it's a schlub boob, but I feel like putting it in the dryer and letting it cycle for a couple of times and then immediately taking it out immediately after it's done, hanging it up. I have never had any problems with wrinkles or stuff like that. I mean, the collar is not going to be perfect, but everything else is smooth and clean. And so the times that I iron are only for, like, very, like, high-importance situations, if that makes sense. Yes. However,
0: I will say that you will notice this probably after I mention it, but on the bottom of every collared shirt... There is like this tiny little brim. Yep, you already know what I'm talking about. And the rest of the shirt can be perfect. But if that tiny little brim at the very bottom that goes around the whole shirt is a little wavy, I can't. I can't do it. I need it to be super crisp and clean. And then also the collar, how you said, sometimes the collar comes out great, sometimes it doesn't. Bro... I notice a bad collar, just like I notice a clip-on tie. (laughs) I got to do it the right way. That's just me. I got to do it the right way. But,
1: see, for me, like, that's dress shirts, and so it's always tucked in. So no one's ever going to notice the bottom. And so primarily it's just the collar, but I know for somebody like you who doesn't like to tuck in your shirts at all, that could be. I don't an tuck issue. in
0: when I'm wearing. Uh, it's, it depends on the outfit, but I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah. But other than that, the trip was great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So so the the flight went well. Everything else went well. I mean, can we like do a recap because we haven't had an episode since you ended up leaving from Cali. Rewind. So get this.
0: I don't know what it is. It's probably the bullshit cancel culture, over politically correct all that jazz, you know, for example, in 2006 or 2007, going into uh, college, that freshman school year, or or one of the years when I was in the BGR program, they're like, oh, we can't, we don't call them dorms anymore. We call them uh, fucking, I don't even know. What do you call it? Because technically a dorm by definition, is some bullshit room with 30 bunks and, I don't know, they got all fucking technical and we weren't allowed to call them freshmen because, you know, the five people out of the whatever five thousand ten thousand i have no fucking idea you know the three people who are transfer students might get offended so we can't use the word freshman in any of the literature anything and everything that we do in this week-long program and we can't call them dorms we have to call them something else it was so ass backwards i don't even remember what it fucked. oh the residence halls that's oh, what oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah right the residence yes. hall bro just call it a fucking dorm anyway so i was about to tell you i flew first class but I didn't fly first pla- class. I flew quote unquote premium economy. <laughs> and my first thought was what? Did people in coach, you know, get so offended that there's a section of the cabin called first class? Is everyone in first class? Like the snooty bitch from uh, Titanic, the mom, <laughs> you know who I'm talking <laughs> about? Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's called premium economy these days. And I guess. Coach is called just economy. Anyway, I flew first class, which was still (laughs) – so all of that for this one thing. Uh, So I flew first class, which was great. Uh, The only thing was that it, like, didn't have the super – lied i don't know have you ever seen what business class looks like or you only imagine it in your head
1: i mean i, I have very limited experiences when it comes to nice flying okay. opportunities okay yeah.
0: i'll send you some photos but you're gonna shit your pants if you ever get on the <laughs> plane and walk through <laughs> it for seriously walk through it for five seconds before you go okay to uh L- looking re- forward to, to it The main yeah. cabin but anyway i flew first class and so it was cool because of course i got uh extra leg space. The seat was bigger. I had the nice monitor in front. It's like coach, but a thousand times better. (laughs) Right. And then I flew. Yeah. We've already been over this in one of these episodes. I'm not going to explain it all over again. Saw some movies, got meals out of it. On the way back from Madrid to JFK, I flew business and I was just like, hell yeah. It feels so good to be back in business class. The seat lies down. All the way, you have like your own little, uh, like your own little nook, and in case your in case your seat is reclined or you're sleeping, there's a there's a little device that pops out. Almost, it, it looks kind of like a a miniature PlayStation portable, and it has the but buttons on there to control the monitor, so you don't have to touch the screen. God forbid you have to put your arm forward and touch the screen to change shit. They give you that little thing. And your own blanket and pillow and just – they're always asking if you need something else, and it was great. It was phenomenal. Um, I will admit that there was just a little bit of uh, – how should I say – it was just a- – Uh, at times it was just too close for comfort when it came to being in the hotels with my mom and sister and my mom my mom put it in a very good way she's like victor you know we're all different people we're all you know three adults who live on their own who now have to share the same space for a few days and i'm just sitting there like i mean i wasn't miserable but i was just like this is It's like this is irritating. No, it was fine. The whole trip was fine, but it was just like a couple moments like that where it's like it's, you know, uh, things that I – things that are not a big deal to me or like that I don't think about my mom or my sister might think about or like vice versa. For example, like walking in the hotel room after the beach. What do you do – the thing that I do once I leave the beach, the second I leave is rinse off my feet. And then once I get, once I get home, the next thing I do, if for whatever reason, or if I'm at like a friend's place and I can't shower, I go in their bathroom, bro. I straight up wash my feet. I can't stand having dirty feet or hands, and I especially can't stand a dirty place of living, living quarters. And now, granted, now the uh, the hotel staff comes in and they vacuum every day, and they they do all that every single day, so. But still, I don't even want to step on a grain of sand. And then the other thing, I was like sitting on the bed, and uh, I was sitting on the bed, and my sister got upset at me because she's like, Victor, I told you yesterday, I don't want you, I don't want you lying down on my bed when you're all dirty and gross. And I wasn't dirty. I didn't think. I mean, I was in the water. But I wasn't, like, running around all sweaty. I was just lying down in the bed watching TV. So those are some examples, right? Or, like, how I wake up really, really early and my mom and my sister don't. And so for me, like, having to be quiet at 8 o'clock in the morning, it was was just – those are little things. Yeah. And don't worry. It wasn't – there weren't any straight up arguments or going at each other's throats it was just it was just hmm okay well this is a learning experience right this is this is interesting i haven't experienced this i don't think ever really you guys you guys you guys never
1: had that sort of dynamic going on like family trips or anything like that no because you're a kid you live at home all the time you're not accustomed to what
0: it's like to do things your way right oh yeah 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 you don't okay. know. Like, and it's kind of like too when you go to – even if you go to another family member's house like a cousin or you go stay with someone or whatever, like you're not in your home base. And so even if everything is great, it's still like I'm operating out of a travel bag as opposed to just having my surroundings immediately available. Right. But it was still cool. It was cool. It actually worked out that you would typically wake up when you did because that – because of the jet lag, that's when I would wake up, right? Yeah. I would wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning, and for me it's like 7 a.m., and we'd be waking up at the same time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I was thinking of myself too because – yeah, the the fact that we uh we spent we spent a night in a hotel room like in the same place, I was like, wow, you you probably would not be able to handle me if we had to share a hotel room for more than like one night. I feel like I don't know what w- what was your because I don't know if we want to like backtrack or
0: yeah no we can backtrack now uh, talk about New York for sure. Uh, no, that uh, your uh. Your opinion
1: is correct. (laughs) 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 Only because this. This is what it – no, because – Backstory. Backstory. Just for anybody listening, right? So, Victor, you came to New York, and for the last night that you were there, uh, you were, like, staying in New York City and asked me to – Last two nights. Well, last two nights, yeah. But for the last night. But you were there for the last night. Ended up coming over. We ended up going out New York uh, – Times Square, stuff like that, going back to the hotel, sharing that together. That was a fucking weird ass experience, but uh anyway, that's kind of the long and short of this story so
0: like when you were seeing the hotel, you were saying how you snore, and when I heard you snore, I would just like hit you with the pillow or like get up and like you know push you on the shoulder, and it would stop. My mom also periodically snores and so I had earplugs, thank goodness, because my sister gave me some too. But like, yeah, dude, af- I there's no freaking way I would ever do that ever again. Just the putting myself in a situation where I might hear someone snore.
1: Oh no, dude! Like, and here's here's the crazy part too: is that even though I told you that I snore uh, periodically, I also get so irritated at people who snore. Like it is the most uh, disruptive thing that I could possibly experience in a night of sleep, and so I was like, I knew going into this, it it was gonna be rough if you and I were gonna be sharing a hotel room for a night. Like, I just wanted to give you fair warning that this was what was going to be happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, you know, unless you unless you bought me like a CPAP machine or something, like whatever the the no, fuck that yeah, thing is, good. yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but what I what I also learned, because uh, I can't remember, I haven't really done any travel. I mean, I really haven't done any traveling other than going to, to like the Bay Area a couple of years ago, and you know, going back home. But I don't know if it's a combination of it's probably a combination of getting older, but also living on my own. I just like having my own space, like. When I wake up in the morning and when I go to bed bed at night I or if I just need to take a breather in the afternoon, I just like having my own space.
1: You're in control of your own surroundings. I mean, there's like that is, that is the most liberating feeling that you could have. I mean, that's every time because for the most part, I've always had somebody who I've been living with in one form or another. And I've had very few moments, like maybe a couple of years over the course of my life where I've actually lived on my own. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing. Like, I am in control of my environment. I can, you know, I can keep my schedule. I can clean up the way that I feel like needs to be cleaned up, stuff like that. Dude, and it's so jarring, especially for somebody like you, dude, who's been living on your own now for, what, close to three years, three plus years try and adjust, adjust to the world of communal living again. That's yeah. When, once you go there, it's tough to go back.
0: Even when I was in Chicago, I lived with one of my friends from college. We were roommates in college and it was super easy, super just simpatico. Cause it's just how we are. And then uh, we had someone move in, move in with us. And it was like, yep. Three's a crowd. Like, dude, clean up after you like because chris and i would be on the same page about everything there were never any problems ever and then another person entered the equation and it's like dude you're bitching at us about messes that you're making like what are you freaking talking about
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and uh so it it, it's interesting too because i kind of had the same experience with like victor c who i had you know lived with him for uh, a couple of years and Everything was fine, like we were we were totally simpatico, we respected each other's space, we cleaned up, we made sure everything was kind of nice and tidy. It was just a perfect fusion and Then I hear my sister she actually just changed apartments recently past couple of months, and uh part of the reason why she wanted to move was because she was she was there with her boyfriend, but then there were two other housemates as well, and both of them were absolute slobs and just and left dishes out, left crap all over the place, and so it was left to my sister to be the one to kind of tidy everything up. She's I'm over this. I'm a mature adult. I want to take care of myself and my surroundings. I don't want to be a babysitter for other people. So, yeah, she's yeah, kind of happy now being away from uh that like peripheral responsibility when uh, when you're living with people who aren't like sharing that responsibility with you.
0: Yeah it's super annoying. Luckily I've I've only had my experience it only happened really one time and it was pretty minimal because they were like never around in the first place. They were there they were they were rarely ever there. Spent most of the time in the suburbs or whatever. But it was like it was weird. It's like all right cool. Well, this person is, you know, they're paying rent but they're like never here. But then when they are here, they leave, like, this huge fucking carbon footprint, <laughs> <laughs> right? Going back to New York. Yeah, dude. It was sweet. Central Park was amazing. And I roller skated around Central Park. Oh, yeah, I did roller skate. I thought I was only in Brooklyn. But, no, I roller skated in Central Park. I went around the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you did. Well, you went You went around all of Central Park? I went around the entire thing.
1: No shit. Really?
0: Yeah. I've totally forgot about that. I don't know why I only thought I was skating in Brooklyn. I went around the whole park, and then I also was in uh, – my friend told me about Skater Circle, which is a spot on the weekends where they have people roller skate. It's like a little – it's, it's kind of like Venice but the East Coast, and that was a lot of fun. And I was when I was roller skating around uh, – when I was ro- roller skating around Central Park, there were a few spots where I was like, oh, shit, I'm going pretty fast, and – just because the decline, you know, if you're on a bicycle, it doesn't seem that bad. But when you're on roller skates, you're going pretty fast. And right. There were a couple spots where I was like, uh-oh, brace myself. That looked a little bumpy. I was like, I hope I don't fall over. But it was still fun. But you were right. You said, like, Central Park is, like, several parks in one park. Because you go around, like, uh, the one of the lakes there, and it's like, I don't. It's like crazy because' like this I don't see anything that resembles the other half of the park that I was in it's so huge it's so freaking and that was
1: huge. your that was your first time in Central Park too right
0: yes yeah that was the first time in central Park
1: did I I was wondering because I you didn't you weren't quite clear on this did you meet any other fellow roller skaters uh while you were out and about like ju- not just Central uh, Park just in general in New York
0: just one I just, and when I was in Brooklyn, I had – I met someone there. I was just talking to them for a little bit, but that was it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well, just because I know how, like, communal the experience is when when you're skating around where you are in L.A.
0: Yeah. So when I was in Brooklyn, the spot I was in in Brooklyn, the people there weren't – you could tell they're not into – it's very obvious the skill level there is on like the very beginner level. I still consider myself a beginner, but they're not in they're not you know even even to that as even that loud as yeah. I am. Yeah, it's all because you can tell and ev- you can tell everyone on there has rental skates. The moment you can see rental skates you know right away. Like well if they don't have their own skates
1: <laughs> they're clearly not and Then when i was interested. in skater
0: circle obviously those people are like hardcore skaters but by then i was exhausted it was like super humid outside i just wanted to sit down i was all sweaty and gross and by then i was ready to go back to my hotel i didn't really feel like talking to anyone i just kind of checked it out for 15 20 minutes and then i left
1: so following the uh, the i i feel like we're you have you seen the movie tenant before No, but I want to watch it. Bro, it's a wild movie. But basically the premise is you move backwards in time and then you end up moving forward in time after a certain point. And so we're moving backward in time from your time in Central Park to your time in Cliffside Park. I want to know what your experience was like hanging out with Joe and the family and me and all that. What is your Anvarish thoughts? Because uh, we, we talked a little bit about it, but uh, you said that you wanted to save a little bit for the, the podcast. So I'm going to open this up to you now, tenant style.
0: <laughs> Dude, I thought it was freaking awesome. I had a great time. I thought it was very, because I, the story, you know, I hear stories from you, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I got to, I got to live in the story it was an immersive experience it, everything i i was just like oh my goodness okay so you remember the movie uh lucy yes with uh okay so you remember the scene where she's sitting in the chair and she's controlling time with like her mind and she's going backwards in time but she's sitting in front of like Times square and then she goes all the way back in time to you know, whatever, 60,000, 100,000 years ago, right? And you see all the things happening around you. They do that, like, in the movie, uh, that old-school movie. uh, It was a remake. Well, 20 years ago, it was remade from the movie from, like, the 60s or 70s. I think it was actually called The Time Machine. Bro, You see things changing around. You see things happening around you. That's what I felt like of the stories that you've told and then also just conversing with Joe on Zoom and, like, having the real person in front of me. That's what it felt like. I was... I stepped into a new world, and I got to experience all of the dynamics.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, what was so? What was? What was your overall assessment of the experience? And you can be honest. <laughs> That's cool.
0: For me, it was a very positive experience. However, like I said before, uh, with having gone on vacation with my mom and my sister, I. I, I would have to live – I have to live by myself. I can't – I couldn't live there, right, just because it's just it's just too weird. I need to be on my own. But overall, I enjoyed it. I actually – like, I don't know. I didn't have any – there were no, I guess you can say, uh, moments where I wish I wasn't there. It was all – i was uh I didn't have any expectation I was taking it all in taking it all in
1: do so so to be perfectly honest the uh the thing that surprised me the most is it was i think it was the last day that you were there where uh I ended up having to take a nap, and you and Joe ended up like having a heart to heart outside in the hot tub shooting the shit and talking about i i Joe didn't tell me what you guys talked about. You didn't tell me what you talked about either, but it seemed like it was a very, uh, a very enlightening conversation. We
0: had a great conversation that went from the uh, where were we? He was, I think, because he was watering the plants or something. I walked outside, or I don't know what happened, but he was. Uh, showing me the garden so we were like we had a we started talking in the corner where the of the garage talking at that little table made our way through the garden and through the lawn jumped in the pool with nancy oh that's right yes i forgot and then and then moved from the pool to the hot tub So there there are several different areas that we occupied that was pretty fun. It was a good conversation.
1: The only thing that I'll say is that Joe, you know, I mean, in in both, like, the podcast that we do and then the one that Joe and I do, we tend to be pretty open and honest about, like, experiences and stuff like that. And he was basically said something to the extent of it was amazing just to, like— pick his brain, understand where he was coming from, understand the relationship that both you and I have, and the fact that you meant a lot to uh, Nancy, his sister, who has a couple of disabilities, and that he was just... he Like, there was so much joy when he told me... Like, he wouldn't disclose any details to me, and which is fair, but uh, he was very happy. Uh, just with how... How how things unfolded because it was so unexpected.
0: Yeah, it was a fun time, man. It was uh, it was it was funny because when you uh you know when you were prepping me, right, for for the stories that I've been told, you know, I'm just being told these stories based on someone's else experience. And so you're telling me, you're prepping me. I'm like, okay. And then I realize <laughs> like Oh, they're just like me. I I can relate to every fucking item that is coming out of their mouth right now. <laughs> and, so, and so it was like, yep, I hear you, loud and clear. No, it was good. It was a good time. It was a very good time. I didn't know what to expect either. I didn't really have any expectations at all. I just want. I was excited to be back on the East Coast, and I was looking forward to going to Spain. It was great seeing you. Well and you, and uh you came in like it was just awesome. 2 days
1: early too. And so cuz you, you were you yeah. were planning on coming in what like Friday or Saturday or something like that. You came in on Wednesday and then uh I threw you into our podcast as well. The uh the recalled podcast. Right. That's right. <laughs> with uh with Zachary, uh brother Zachary now um Deacon Zachary who got ordained there ordained to the diaconate uh week after you left. So yeah, nice. dude that was uh that was something I have to say, yeah, that
0: was a lot of fun. Got to see my cousin, oh, and how uh we forgot to mention how you know, for a day or two, I was you know on my phone for a while trying to figure out like what the plans are with my cousin, and then again, when I saw my cousin for the second time and with, with our aunt and whatever, and remember how he asked me like, oh, you know, let's go out to dinner is do you have anything in mind?" And I was like, I don't know. I, and I almost told him. I almost told him because he actually asked me, do you have any dietary restrictions? And I told him no, which is true, which was true. And now uh, I make – side note, I'm making the commitment to go vegetarian. Wait. Oh, so the, oh, wait. Stop, well, stop. Let okay, me finish telling right. the story. Let me okay. finish. Let me finish telling the story. So he asked me, you know, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't know. Like, wherever. You know, this, you've been living here for, you know, almost 20 years. Like, we'll go wherever. And then he texted me back, perfect. I just, I, I, uh, I booked a reservation at whatever, this Brazilian steakhouse. <laughs> and I was just like, damn it. And I told him this, dude, like that, like a couple of days later. I was like, it's funny that we went to the steakhouse for this reason. And, uh, because I don't. I mean, I'll eat meat sometimes. I think I actually maybe told you at the time, I was like, I'll only make an exception for, you know, like a steakhouse or something super fancy and super nice. Uh, and sure enough, we go there. It's like, oh, boy. I was, okay. I didn't expect this. So well. <laughs> but it was still a lot of fun. It was still a lot of fun. Okay. But you're, you're still willing
1: to eat fish, though, right?
0: Yeah. I tried not to for a while, but it, it's too delicious. So I'm just trying to take baby steps. But then also, uh, I'll eat, I can eat meat if, I mean, I really prefer not to. But usually when I eat it, it's because I don't have, because, you know, how much salad can you eat? Right? I don't know. And sometimes it tastes good, but I'm kind of over it. So I decided just to make the commitment because it's probably since 2017 or so is when I started not really feeling it, and I would eat it sometimes. And I would go long stints without eating it at all, and then I'd eat it sometimes, and so I just decided, eh, I'm just going to cut it out.
1: That's so interesting. I don't know. I couldn't imagine a life without like meat I'm just so caught up in uh, that. Yeah, it grosses me out. (laughs) Of course it does. Of course it does. You as the egalitarian type of individual that you are. It's so fucking gross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Anyway, how is life in Glen Ellen? Yeah. You're back home temporarily taking a break from doing the weddings. Uh, Do you want to share with me why you came out on – A Sunday night in New York as opposed to a Saturday night when I was out with my cousin.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay. Remind me again exactly what was going on. So,
0: Ricks, I'm trying – so I'm going out with my cousin. I'm like, dude, come out. Like, I'm going out with my cousin. Like, let's hang. It's Saturday night in New York City. Let's roll. And you were doing a wedding out in – I don't even know where. Upstate New York. Upstate New York. super – And so for whatever reason that you're not allowed to use Nancy's car, you Uber everywhere. So you take the Uber to upstate New York. You cannot get an Uber back because you're out in the middle of nowhere, but also because something happened with your weird happened with your phone. And so Daryl had to leave Cliffside Park, drive all the way upstate to pick you up and drive you back home. And by then you were just too irritated. To even come out, so it's like fuck it, I'll see you tomorrow. So
1: it. So it's funny with that recap. You have you have definitely um, unsealed some repressed memories that I've already created, where I I just lock it in my little box and pretend like it never happened. So the the long and short of it was, yeah. So this was a wedding that was about two hours away, up in like bumfuck New York, and so there, <laughs> there was no there was no problem. <gasps> No problem getting an Uber out there at the outset, however, it was on this very day at noon that because um uh, Joe had gotten me a new phone a <laughs> so I had an iphone 6s uh, and he had gotten me an iPhone 10 and was like you gotta you gotta change it over." Because my phone couldn't take photos. It was having difficulty, like, doing various things. Just get a new phone, get a new phone, change it over, change it over. Switch out the SD card. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. So I end up doing that, like, the day before. And everything seems to be going well. I Everything transfers over perfectly. And then the day comes. And then suddenly, I'm not able to send or receive texts that are not through iMessage. Like, the day of my wedding. Like... So I'm probably going to leave at around 2 o'clock, and so at noon this happens, and suddenly I'm not getting any texts, nothing like that. And I keep getting a text back saying, your, your phone does not have available balance to be able to send texts or something like that. And, like, okay, what's going on? I don't really know, and I need to get this Uber. And so I get an Uber, simultaneously at this point in time there is construction going on on the street and so the uber driver needs to circle around the block but the problem is in this construction area there is no way for them to get to the block where we are literally every single street is blocked off for them to turn on to this one-way street that's kind of a side street and i watch this car go round and around like two times and then i walk out to the street I lose the Wi-Fi connection from the house and then suddenly it cancels. Everything shuts off. And saying, Sorry, we cannot connect with server. Please try again type thing. It's like what just happened? And then it took me like another fifteen minutes as I walked back, got internet connection again. I was like, Oh no. Oh no. This is something with my like phone plan. Like something's going on. And so I'm I'm frantically trying to call because Three Ubers were canceled because I left the Wi-Fi zone. As soon as they got close, I walked to get them, and then it just shut off. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is insane because I was going to get there probably a good hour to an hour and a half beforehand. And here I'm spending about 45 minutes trying to call cars to come and get me. And then every time that I leave the premises, it shuts off and the ride's canceled and so I'm calling my sister like is there something wrong with my plan and then she's in the middle of moving herself and so she literally is in the process of like lifting boxes and putting it in her her van to go over and she's like what was her response call me later no well I told her how important it was and she said okay so let me look right now no no it looks like everything's still good everything's like everything's paid the phone plan like is still active all that stuff said I don't like I don't know what to do right now, and so ultimately I it, now we're get well, now we're getting down to the wire where I'm like I have like I have to get into some sort of vehicle to like get to this place because this is fucking two hours away and I need to just get on my way, and so right. what I end up doing is just sitting out on the porch where I still have like kind of vague Wi-Fi connection and order the Uber and I'm like okay so here's my plan I'm taking both phones. And my old phone and my new phone. And I'm going to go into the car. Once the destination is logged in, if I lose Wi-Fi connection, whatever, I'll change out my SD card, put it into my old phone. Hopefully that kind of reactivates whatever the issue was. I don't know what it was. And so this entire time the the guy ends up showing up and I'm like, oh thank God. Okay, so we're on the way. We're on the way. And then we're going. And he's asking me directions. I'm like, I don't like, dude. Like, you're, it's your job, bro. <laughs> you're, you're an Uber driver. And he misses one of the like one of the on ramps to get into New York City from New Jersey, and then has to go around, which adds an additional twenty minutes onto the trip. And I'm just like, oh no, this is like, this is bad, dude. Like, this. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna get there in time, like, assuming everything else kind of hopefully works but i'm freaking out right now so i'm like i'm taking apart my phone because i have an otter box on both of them so i'm like trying to like peel apart the otter box just to like get to the sd card switch it back and forth back and forth i switch it back to my old phone and nope same thing there no wi-fi service no 3g no nothing like it's just not it's not functional so i'm just like oh for fuck's sake and i put it back into the new phone and I tried to call uh, Daryl, and when I called, they said, We are sorry. You do not have any funds left in your account. Yeah. Please call customer I remember service four resolution. The next
0: day, you were like... <laughs> you got the whole thing memorized. <laughs> yeah. the Because uh, the next day or whatever, you were texting me, and... Then you're like, oh, did you get these text messages I sent you? I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? I didn't get any text messages. You had texting me the day before or whatever. It's like, I didn't see anything. No. Yeah, that whole fuck, that sounds like a big old hot pile
1: of doo doo bro and so as because it's going to be a good to, 2 hour ride i'm just like okay i'm going to i'm going to resolve this right now regardless of what i have to do i'm going to like i'm going to make sure my phone is operational by the time that i get to this wedding venue and by the way this wedding that i was doing was a last minute wedding it was uh somebody who had their priest end up canceling because they had to go into the hospital and so mm-hmm. i uh ended up taking over to go do it and so I'm on the road and of course my Uber driver is a chatty Cathy. Like he just, he just wants to keep talking and talking. And it's like, Hey, you know, like I, by, you know, by the way, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out like all this like techno technology stuff. I mean, I don't want to offend him or anything like that. He's like, Oh no, not a problem. Like do, do what you're going to do, et cetera, et cetera. And The whole time, I'm struggling with this SD card, like, switching it from phone to phone and trying to call things and stuff like that. He's trying to have a conversation with me. I'm like, bro, can you not read the room right now? Like, you can see the sweat pouring down my face, even in this air-conditioned vehicle. I am stressed. Please just give me a break. And he wasn't, like, he wasn't reading the signals. Obviously, though, I'm completely unaware that you could not talk and so for the next it it took me probably a good 45 minutes and then at at one point i'd gotten the SD card back in the new phone and i'm just like fuck it like i'm gonna call verizon because when i tried calling daryl it sent me to the call customer service i was like okay fine i'm gonna finally call customer service said you are out of available balance please enter your payment information and so i had to go through that like two times the first time it didn't go through. Second time I like I was just like, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna add fifty dollars to the account. I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. I just want my phone to work. Like I need my phone to work right now. Yeah. This is so important for it to happen. And so a good forty five minutes uh until the destination finally got my phone back up and running. And that's when I was able to like text uh Daryl and stuff like that, like Let them know. It's all good. We're going to make it through. Fine. Okay. The phone works. That's all I can ask for. All well and good. Let's move on. Whatever. So we...
0: If something happens where you need to call Father Joe, do you have his telephone number memorized?
1: No, I don't. That's
0: something that you're going to want to do. And you're going to want to make that a priority because... You never know when something like that could happen again with you being going in random places in New York, your phone situation, right? No, it's totally true. Nobody memorizes telephone numbers these days. You know – At least have a handful of people, just a few people that you know their telephone
1: number. Outside of my family, there's two or three maybe that I can actually name. Got it. So, all right. So this is part one of our our, our journey <laughs> right now.
0: I kind of was like, oh, shit. Now I remember stuff that happened in New York. I was like, damn it. I should have just – well, I was going to start with New York, and then you were like, tell me about Spain. I was like, uh, but uh, I guess uh, when, I, when I was leaving for New York – oh, okay. I think when I flew LAX to New York – I think I got, like, the middle seat. I fucking hate the middle seat. Anyway, I get – I land at JFK, right? And I, I think I told you this, but the way that the airport operates at JFK when you're leaving is way different than LAX, and which is way different than O'Hare. Because when I've gone to LAX, I, usually, I just get an Uber, and there's a separate lot for Uber now. It used to just come straight to the arrival, but it became too much of a mess. And now there's a designated area with signs everywhere to tell you to go to the Uber lot, and there's shuttles and whatnot. And when you open up the Uber app, it's like you're at LAX. You know, where, what pickup zone are you currently standing in? And at O'Hare, they have – you know, they have the SS running around screaming at everybody because you have four and a half seconds to get out the fucking cab, grab all your luggage and get your ass to the fucking curb before they smash, you know, before they smash a window and take the fuck <laughs> yes. off. They're so fucking aggressive at O'Hare. So aggressive. And Midway. Keep Mid- it in. Midway,
1: moving. yeah. Chica- Chicago Midway in too? general. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're just like, get the get the fuck out of here. You know, you may as well be, you know, have your have your mom or dad driving up to the gate slow down and you just jump the fuck out while they keep <laughs> yes. driving because they don't want anybody pulling a, right and then i get to jfk and i'm like what is going on like where like okay new york city like there's got to be an uber uh an uber lot no no uber lot i was like okay well fuck how's it gonna know where i am like god damn it like i just i didn't think about this and at o'hare they just straight up tell you what the fare is gonna be from the airport to you know the surrounding suburbs like okay from here to this area is a flat 35 from here to here is a flat 40 or four like they just tell you and they tell and gfk there's nothing so like son of a bitch i see the line for the taxis i don't know where an uber guy is this dude comes up to me it's like hey man you need you looking for uber i'm like yeah it's like cool my car's right here all right cool and i'm like what the fuck he just straight up parked his car and it was just sitting there Like, you could do that at JFK. You can just leave your car unattended for, like, a minute and walk, you know, walk towards someone. Like, all right. And there wasn't a lot of traffic. It was so weird. Anyway, the guy's like, yeah, um, you just pay, you know, blah, 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 pay with your credit card at the end. And I'm like, okay, but – how do I, like, connect to you? Because I was under the impression – I don't even know if this is a thing or if I just made this up in my head, but I was under the impression if, like, if you come across someone who's an Uber driver, then you can, like, connect your profile to theirs so that you can have every all the paperwork straightened away, right? And he's like, oh, no, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, you, you know, you pay at the end with your card and you know, you can look up the fare on Uber and you know, I, I do the fare for the same price. And I was like, Whoa, whoa. Was like, wait a minute. This guy's straight up hustling. Is this guy just like, and my first thought is, is this guy going to kill me? Uh, probably not. So I immediately dismissed that idea very fast. He's like, yeah, wait. Oh, and by the way, freaking, uh, which I told you, whatever the fare was from JFK to, uh, cliffside park i'm just like what which to all the audience members rick's graciously paid for uh several of my expenses while i was in new york city treating me so thank you for that and the first of which was that uber ride which was so expensive and uh so the guy did it for like a little bit less than what the uber price was anyway i got to where i needed to be i didn't get killed or anything and I told my cousin this story, and he's like, oh, yeah, people do that. But, like, normally they have licenses, like they're cab drivers, and they, like, are just doing their own thing. And you didn't see anything on the dashboard or anything? I'm like, no, bro. I didn't see any fucking ID. <laughs> this guy was just a straight-up dude that just came up. I just got in the car. I was just like, dude, get me – just get me to a couch. <laughs> I need to, like, be – I need a real seat. I've been sitting on an airplane for four or five hours. I need to get out of the airport. Get me the hell out of here and uh that was like the first, you know, 20 minutes of being at JFK getting off the airplane. But uh what was the other thing that I oh, you know what I realized too? So these Uber, you know why these Uber fares are so freaking expensive? I looked I was looking back to make sure I was like calculating everything I spent money on. Bro, the freaking Lincoln Tunnel is 20 bucks.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Going going out of New York City is fucking insane like if you want to go from it's new jersey 50
0: percent of like what the average cost is like okay 40 bucks yeah that seems normal oh and we're gonna also add another 20, 20 because you use the Lincoln. yep
1: Tom. yep fuck yeah yeah it's ridiculous the crazy part is though leaving new york city is not the same price like if you're going out of new york city they uber anyway doesn't add that in it's just coming into New York City where they have this astronomical fee. It's insane.
0: It was ridiculous. Um, but it was just – I mean, whatever. I had to get to where I needed to be. And it was the most efficient way because of the way that – Cliffside Park is relative to the part of the city that I was going. Well, to. and
1: that, that's that's so. the thing too, where I like I was never one to use Uber in Chicago or Minneapolis. Like Minneapolis, a couple of times when I didn't have a car and would get off the bus, take an Uber every once in a while, it'd be fine. It's all good,
0: dude. I'm just still blown away at how amazing the setup is in uh, the subway systems are set up in New York City. You you don't need a car. You can you go anywhere really in the city. Don't, and dude. you do not need a car ever. And there is always a subway station within
1: just a few minutes of wherever you are. And
0: everything is so perfectly well connected.
1: It is the most amazing thing. Dude, like when I was living there at uh, in from twenty ten to twenty thirteen, going to school at Union Theological Seminary, literally any place that I wanted to go was easily accessible i mean it might take you a good hour and a half to get there but you could get there for like five bucks it'd be it'd be fine right you know as opposed to taking a taxi or stuff like that heck yeah take it on
0: i was getting a little bit i mean i don't know if frustrated is the right word but i guess i just like wasn't thinking about it when i was in times square i mean i knew there'd be people there but it was almost like trying to walk down hollywood boulevard where it's like you you get into your stride for about three or four steps before you have to stop because someone's walking in front of you or taking a picture or whatever, and then you have to you know go around and you know you can only hit your stride for a
1: couple seconds before an obstacle presents itself. Yes. That, that is very true, man. There's there's a way to walk in New York City that I ended up learning that I never realized was a useful skill. It's like you navigate through the crowds. And you're able to, you're able to keep your stride. You just know kind of like, you notice the tourists, you notice the locals, you find a way, just make it work. Yeah,
0: for sure. But that concludes this episode of Stream of Thought. Until next time.
1: Until next time.